Was that awesome or what? Come on. Out of the mouth of babes, praise is perfected. And it was so beautiful. I just thank the Lord for Rachel and all the team that worked and those kids that worked so hard. But the thing that I loved about it, it was scriptural, wasn't it? It was exactly what the Bible says. And sometimes we get into a place where we, you know, we lose the heart and the thought of the real biblical reason why we're here today. Amen? Because, you know, sometimes they get things so out of whack that it gets kind of crazy. And I got a scripture for you today, and it's an interesting scripture. It's not quite Christmas, but it's in the same chapter. Is that okay? Let's go to chapter, Luke chapter 2. And before I do that, first I want to welcome, we have, um, we're really excited about this new year coming up. And uh, we uh, have new people added to the staff, and we're going to have, um, uh, we got a new youth pastor. What do you think of that? Hey! Sorry, I get excited. If you don't know me, I do get excited. So, hey, I might start jumping and dancing. I got my sneakers on, so who knows? I might do a sprint for you. But here's what it is. We got a youth pastor, David Wheeler, youth leader. Where are you at, David? Come on up here, David. This guy, I'd known him when he was this big. And he used to, we played basketball, and he'd always steal the ball from me. He'd be scrapping around getting that ball. But he's a man of God. We're so thankful that God's called him to Salem first. I'm very excited about the new year for the youth and for the things that God's going to do. And we're just happy to have him here. You want to just say something short. But he's a preacher, so he might be long. So if I pull the mic, I'm not being rude. <laughs> well, I won't try to be that long, <laughs> I promise. Well, uh, it's funny thing. When um, God calls you to something, you never know how it's going to turn out. And um, so I, I talked to Pastor Andrew just, uh, I think, a couple times in a couple months. And before that, it was a, a very long time since we've talked. And, um, and my mom says to me one day, she says, um, she says, has Pastor Andrew called you yet? And I say, no, should he? And, <laughs> and, uh, and I just kept, you know, every time I would see her, she would say that, has Pastor Andrew called you? And I said, no, Mom, will you please stop bringing this up <laughs> so so time passed passed up by and um i got a call from pastor andrew and we used to work out and um he would say you're shrinking so he calls me and he says david wheeler you're shrinking <laughs> and, and so after that he asked <laughs> we always joke but um he uh just asked me what I'm doing, and I said, I just graduated from Multnomah University, and I'm looking for a youth pastor job. And so he told me, we're looking for a, a youth pastor. You should go apply. And so a couple weeks later, due to God's grace and his choosing, I'm here. And Praise the Lord. You could, uh, you, and then we also, we keep David up here for a second because also we have somebody added to our staff in the office who's going to help us in the um, administration and uh, in the office. 
Sister Maria, which we don't need any introduction, but come on up here, Sister Maria. I'm so glad that she's here. She's going to help us out. It's such a blessing. I believe this new year is going to be very good, and I'll just put it in my language, off the chain. And that means very, very good, because I believe God's moving sovereignly in our church, and we're so excited. So you guys could, you know, welcome them, and you already know Maria, but welcome David, and we're just so thankful that they're, they're a part of this church. Amen? All right. Blessings on you guys. <clears throat> All right. Excited about the new year. Anybody excited about the new year? Man, it's a fresh start. God's going to let us continue to do new things for the kingdom of God. I would like, um, I'm going to be reading from Luke chapter 2, and I'd like you to put that scripture just on the board, on the, on the overhead. It's Luke 2.41. And the reason why I want that there is because it's kind of an interesting story that sometimes, you know, you ever read the Bible and you just miss things? Oh, I'm the only one who does it? Come on now. <laughs> you, have you ever just read it and then one day you get to it and it's like, ah, I didn't notice that. But, and this is a scripture that we might zip up and go through, and it's only Luke records it, but it's a very important scripture in Luke chapter 2, verse 41. And I'm going with the New King James, if that's all possible. But um, it's a very interesting story because what it is, it's, it's only... Um, 20 verses from the birth of Jesus Christ. 20 verses. It's 20 verses, but it is not only 20 verses, it is 12 years from the birth of Jesus Christ. Because we celebrate the birth, and we're so thankful for it, and we're just grateful. But this is a very interesting story that Luke, only Luke, has recorded. And I don't know, are you going to be able to get that on the overhead? Luke 2.41. Okay, I just wanted, the reason why I wanted it on there this time is because I feel like you have to see it to almost believe it. We'll do the Thomas on that one. Amen. So anyway, what happens is that with, um, there we go, look at that. See how they're zipping through the word? But what happens is um, Mary and Joseph and Jesus, now 12 years old, goes to celebrate the Passover, which they did traditionally. It was an ongoing thing. They always did that. And something happened while they were there. And uh, what happened is that it says um, his parents went to, and I don't, I don't see, his parents went to Jerusalem every year as a feast, and we can move to the next one, keep moving, or you could not be able to do that. If not, I'll just start reading it. Don't even worry about it. Trust me, it's in the Bible. You guys can look it up, okay? And it said, when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem um, according to the custom of the feast. They did it often. It was a custom. And when they had finished the days, when they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and Mary did not know. Wow. Somehow they went off traveling with Jesus, not with them. They 
assume something. And we'll, we'll see. We'll clarify them. They're not bad parents. How many know that Joseph and Mary are pretty dang good parents? And the reason why we know that, because God would have never chose them, right? So they, and how many know that Joseph and Mary love Jesus? Come on now. We just got to go to a, a, a friend's house yesterday, and they had a, a celebration of finding out uh, whether the, the, the child's going to be a male or a female, a boy or a girl, and we got to celebrate that with them. But guarantee you, when that baby's born, it doesn't matter if it's a male or a female, there's going to be joy in the house because you love your children, don't you? Anybody had a baby before? Come on now. We see some babies up here, and we're very honored, and we love them and everything else. But they loved Jesus, without a doubt. And it said that um, they did not know where, um, that, that he stayed behind. They did not know it. But supposing him to have been in company, they went a day's journey from him. Imagine that. Somehow. Though they loved him, and though they saw this story that we just saw today, they've seen the heavens open up, the angels declaring the glory of God, they've seen wise men come and bring him king's gifts. They knew that he was the Christ because the Bible says Mary pondered this in her heart, but somehow, a day's journey away, they figured out where Jesus where is Jesus? And you know, that's kind of a crazy feeling. Where is Jesus? And supposing he'd been with them a day's journey, they, they supposed, you know, they sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. They figured, you know, Jesus probably with the, you know, Uncle Joe or Uncle Cuz or whatever, you know, they're with the acquaintance. They're, so they went to their acquaintance, and, and could you imagine that? You're going to your, um, your, your relative saying, uh, have you seen Jesus? You lost Jesus? No, I, we did really lose him. When's the last time you've seen him? A day ago? The Messiah? The Christ? How in the world could this happen? And so they, they, they sought among their family. And it says that they were supposing that they were with their quaint. So when they did not find him, guess what they did? They returned to Jerusalem seeking him. That must have been pretty humbling, though. Wouldn't it be humbling to do that? I know you have to do it, but that'd be pretty dang humbling. You're a days away from Jesus. You don't even remember who has him. You don't know where he is, even though he's your son. He's the Messiah. He's the prophetic word of God. And somehow, not because they didn't love him, not because they didn't care about him, but somehow through some kind of neglect or some kind of just saying, well, I got Jesus, it'll be all right. Somewhere along the line, they lost Jesus. Wow. Could you imagine if they went by those shepherds and said, hey, you found Jesus? What? You lost Jesus? When they, when they seen maybe the wise men walking down the road, they'd be like, hey, uh, excuse me, have you seen Jesus? That'd be really crazy. That'd be hard to do, but guess what? You're going to do it. Why? Because they love Jesus. They're going to do whatever it takes to get back to Jesus. And then it says, verse 46, so now it was after what? Three days 
they found him. These great parents, these people of God, who seen the miracle of the birth of Jesus Christ, had angels come to them, lost them for three days. Wow. How could a Christian or how could somebody so godly miss out on the birth, miss out on the person of Jesus Christ, even though they were around him the whole time? Neglect isn't always evil. It's just something that we do. You know, I think about us as Christians. You know, we know the world has already lost Jesus, haven't they? I'm talking about, you know, you can't even say Christmas tree anymore. You've got to say Xmas tree. Am I right? If you say, if you're at a job and you say uh, Christmas, like selling, a lot of times if you even say Christmas, you might be in danger of being in trouble by your boss. For saying Jesus. They lost Jesus. They're, they're totally gone from Jesus. A lot of people. Some people are, but most of the time, it isn't anymore Merry Christmas, is it? What is it? Happy Holidays. We lost Jesus. We don't even want Jesus. But us Christians, the people that love God, the people that, who honor God, we say Merry Christmas. A lot of times when I write it, I capitalize the Christ and put a mass on it. Because Christ is so vital and so important to our lives. So they, they go back and they take three days to get back to him. And when they got to Jesus, you know, that's a humbling place. You know, I had an experience like that, not like losing Jesus, oh Lord. But I did lose my son one time. We were at the zoo, check this out. We're at the zoo, the Oregon Zoo, and my son Joseph, He's only about five years old, babe. Five years old. And, and he's sort of like me. And you got to... He's sort of like me. He's the closest of all my sons. We're sitting there going around these walks, looking at the different things, and somehow I lost Joseph. I'm like, Joseph? I go, you, you see, Joseph... Brian, you see, jo where's Joseph? Where's Joseph? Nobody knows where Joseph is. I'm starting to get into panic mode. I'm like, this is a big crowd. I mean, we got a little five-year-old. He's missing. And then before you know it, on the loudspeaker, they said, we have a child in the office. His name is Joseph Miller. Would the parents of this kid come and pick him up? At first, I was running. And I said, oops, they're going to know it's me. I lost him. <laughs> I can't do that. So I started walking. <laughs> no, it ain't me, man. No, no, but so wait for that door. <laughs> and it got Joseph. Did I not love Joseph? Did I not care about my son? I love him so dearly then, and I love him dearly now. But somehow through my neglect... And it's an honest neglect, but somehow I took it lightly, somehow along the line, and he slipped out of my presence. God help us as Christians. As we celebrate this holiday, as people take Christ out of the holiday, may we put Christ as the center and never deny it, never be ashamed of it, that this is Christmas and we're celebrating the birth of the, of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah.
Jesus. She went back to Jesus in this chapter, and they find him 12 years old in the temple, teaching and listening to wise scribes and teachers, and they're amazed by his wisdom. And, and Mary said, why have you done this to me? And he said, what? Did you know that I must be about my father's business? And the Bible says that she said, we sought you with tears. Sometimes, even in our Christian walk, sometimes we lose the value of what God is. And through neglect, sometimes it's neglect of prayer. Sometimes it might be the neglect of the word. Sometimes it might be neglect of fellowship or just neglect of loving God. And God doesn't want us to be in that place. If it takes crying, if it takes humility, whatever it takes, help us to get back to the center and the purpose and the reason why we live is Jesus Christ. Amen? In him we live and move and have our very being. Hallelujah. Don't lose Jesus. The world's pushed him out. But I believe the church, through neglect, sometimes he can slip out of our hands or slip out of our sight, our passion, our love, our first. The Bible says, seek first, what? The kingdom of God, which is Jesus, and his righteousness, and all those other things shall be added unto you. Jesus. Don't be ashamed to say Merry Christmas. Don't be ashamed to say Jesus is the reason. It's, it may sound like uh, what uh, Trevor was saying. It may sound, you know, hey, this is just the same. But guess what? It's the truth. He is the center of everything. He is the greatest, the most awesome in the world. And help us as a church, as an individual, not to let him slip or to neglect the love and, the, and not to cultivate our love and our passion towards God and towards people. Amen? Let's stand. We're going to sing one last Christmas song together. And thank you again so much for coming today. God bless you guys. We're, we're thankful for you being here, and we just want to celebrate Jesus again. I'll, I'll close in prayer. After we're done with the singing, you're automatically released. Father, we just thank you, first of all, for the kids and, and for Rachel and just everybody that participated in this great pageant, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for Jesus, Lord. Help us not through any kind of neglect out on how good and how awesome you are, Father. Help us, Father. Let this new year be a rekindling of our heart and a passion towards you, that you would help us to fall back in love with your word, with prayer, with fellowship, the things that we need to do as true believers. So we thank you, Lord. Bless this time in Jesus' name, and God bless us as we leave after this song. Amen.